Thank you so much for joining us this Easter weekend. Uh, today, all over the world, Christians are celebrating Resurrection Sunday. We celebrate the fact that Jesus paid the ultimate price for our sins so that we can be invited to and enjoy a life-giving relationship with the Father. Um, this weekend is especially significant for me because it was 25 years ago over the Easter weekend uh, that I felt like I encountered God. Um, it's difficult to explain. It wasn't just uh, it, it wasn't just sort of thunderbolts and lightning, and it wasn't just one thought or, or, or one realization. But it was a combination of of things. Just realizing God's incredible love. I'd heard about it, but I felt like I was experiencing. It. I felt like He was revealing His love to me, His mercy, His grace. Um, uh, it was the beginning of a journey where I came to to realize that that I had a significant purpose and and that you know life could make a difference um, and like any epic adventure it's had highs and lows uh, mountaintops and valleys um, there's there've been times of grief and loss and then there've been times of incredible you know wins and victories and, and provision and there've been times of confusion and times of clarity um, but I can honestly tell you that 25 years later, I cannot imagine my life without a personal, uh, life-giving relationship with God. Um, and I want to encourage you this Easter that salvation, uh, which is just another word for, for a relationship with God, is both an event, but it's also a process. Uh, we don't just remember and appreciate what Jesus did for us uh, over the Easter weekend. We also respond to it. We can never repay Him. But we can respond, not out of guilt, but out of gratitude. And so I want to invite you uh, this particular Easter weekend to, to recognize some of the daily invitations that I believe God extends to us to not repay. We can never earn. Uh, we can never repay what Jesus did for us, but to constantly and consistently respond to his love, to his kindness, to his grace, and to his goodness. Uh, some of you, I imagine, would remember the movie Saving Private Ryan. Uh, this was made a little over 20 years ago, based on a true story, won several Academy Awards. Um, and it basically surrounds a, a story where uh, Tom Hanks' character, Captain uh, John Miller, is tasked with leading his, his unit to track down, protect, and rescue and return private James Ryan to his family. Um, again, based on a true story, as it turns out, all three of James Ryan's brothers have been killed in combat. And so the military leadership want to do all they can to bring back the, the last remaining son to the Ryan family. And as is expected in war, um, quite a few of the guys in Captain Miller's unit um, are killed. In fact, even in the end, uh, we see that Captain Miller is shot and in his, kind of like in his dying moments, um, he pulls Matt Damon's character a little bit closer to him, Private Ryan, and he whispers to him something along the lines of, earn this. Earn, earn this price has been paid. Lives have been laid down for you. Uh, people have, have been willing to, to, at great cost, great courage, risk themselves, and in some cases actually lose their lives. And, uh, I'm sure you can imagine that 
that can almost place a, a weight of, of pressure and, and uh, guilt and, and even condemnation onto a person where you feel like, how do I ever, how do I ever prove myself worthy of, of that kind of sacrifice? Um, and I've got to be honest with you, for, for many years, I, I wrestled over that in my relationship with God. Like, I've got to pay him back. I've got to earn this. Um, and I'm going to save you the energy if you're trying to figure this out. There is no way for you to, to earn what Jesus has done for you. We cannot repay him, but we can respond to him. The movie uh, draws to a close with some very moving scenes of Private Ryan now, decades later, um, standing at Captain Miller's grave stone in Arlington National Cemetery. He's brought his wife with him, his children, and his grandchildren. And it's quite a touching scene, actually, where, where again, he's kind of almost whispering. He's, he's leaning in to the, uh, to the gravestone and saying to him, I've, I've tried my best. I've tried it every day uh, to live a life worthy of the sacrifice that you paid. And then uh, he stands up and and turns to his wife and asks her, like, tell me, tell me I've lived a good life. Tell me I'm a good man. And this is very understandable. This is, I think this is a very natural uh, human instinct, um, especially when you have survived something that has cost other people their lives. Um, you know, we talk about survivor's guilt. And so there's this incredible pressure to, to earn it and to, and to prove yourself uh, worthy. It, it ends off with him kind of expressing um, honor and respect and, and, and gratitude uh, to Miller before the, the movie draws to a close. Um, what I want to do today is not use that necessarily as an example to pressure you to live a life that is worthy, but I do want to encourage you that just like in that story, an incredible price has been paid for us and we are invited to live a life that is constantly responding, not trying to repay, but constantly responding to this incredible gift that Jesus has purchased for us with his life. The big idea for me today is that Jesus died for us to escape death and to experience life. Jesus died for us to escape death and to experience life. He didn't only die for us to escape death. He's actually, he actually paid a price for us to experience life. And I can't help wondering if a lot of the time we're tempted to uh, almost insult the sacrifice that Jesus paid by, by just seeing it as a little bit of you know, fire insurance. Like, thank you, I'm, I'm, I'm saved from death. I'm saved from a lost eternity apart from God. And, and sometimes we can miss that actually like even more, far more significant than just avoiding death. We've been invited to a life. We've been offered a life. And I believe that God wants us to experience life. I love uh, the way that Eugene Peterson uh, paraphrases this particular verse in Romans chapter 8, verse 15, where he says that this resurrection life you receive from God is not a timid grave-tending life. In other words, you're not just surviving. You're not just, okay, you know, I... I've been spared from a lost eternity. He's like, no, no, no. It's an adventurously expectant. It is adventurously expectant. Greeting God with a childlike, what's next, Papa? Like, what's, what's next, Dad? What's up? What's your plan? What's your purpose? There's an adventure that I believe 
is awaiting every person that will respond to the gift of Easter, that will respond to the price that Jesus paid for us. So I want to just talk about the invitation of the resurrection, this, this invitation to not only escape life, but to experience, sorry, to not only escape death, but to experience life. And again, I want to encourage you that salvation is not the end of the story. It's only the beginning of the story. It's an invitation to life. In fact, what Jesus called abundant life in John 10 verse 10. We read about both elements where, where we receive grace and mercy and forgiveness, but also respond to it in this great passage. One of my favorite passages in Ephesians chapter 2. And we're going to read a few verses. Uh, the first lot are from verse 4. It says that God is so rich in mercy and he loved us so much that even though we were dead because of our sins he gave us life when he raised Christ from the dead in other words we receive this free life-changing gift we we receive this this ability to be reconciled to God it is free nothing we can do to earn it it is free but it was not cheap it cost Jesus everything all we can do is actually receive this gift. Then uh, Paul, the, the author, goes on in verse 8 to say that God saved you by His grace. He's like, in case this isn't, you're not getting the message yet, let me make it abundantly clear. God saved you by His grace. But then he says, when you believed. So, so when you receive, that's all you can do is receive it. And you can't take credit for this. It is a gift from God. A gift is not earned. A gift is received. Salvation, he says, is not a reward for the good things you've done. Again, you cannot repay it's not a reward. All we can do is respond. It is not a reward for the good things we have done. So none of us can boast about it. However, now we respond. So we receive that grace, that mercy, that forgiveness. But now we respond to the invitation of the resurrection. We respond to a life with Jesus. For we are God's masterpiece. That word masterpiece in the original language speaks of like a work of art. It's the word poema, like a love song, a poem. We are His masterpiece. He's created us anew in Christ Jesus. So He's made us new. Every person that responds to the, the, the resurrection invitation becomes a new person. Spiritually, we are made new in Christ Jesus. And then we see... Again, part of our response, the, the result of that receiving of that grace and mercy is that we can do good things that God himself planned for us long ago. I love it that God has a plan for our lives, that he has a, a purpose for our lives. Even in a season like this where, where we feel you know, limitations and uncertainty and, and we don't know what tomorrow holds, we don't know what next week holds. We don't know, but I love it that there is someone who does know and he has planned good works for us, not only during normal circumstances or perfect circumstances or easy circumstances or comfortable, convenient circumstances. God, I believe, knows exactly what today holds for us. He knows the good that he's planned for you and I to walk in today. And so again, that's why I want to encourage you that salvation is not just an event. It's a process. We don't only receive this incredible gift. We also respond to it today. Let's not only think about next year or God's you know, will for my life. Let's think about today. God, how can I respond today to this incredible invitation of the resurrection? 
Even the word that, that we use, it's, it's in the Bible, and, and as Christians, we use this word salvation. Um, it, it speaks of an event, but it also speaks of a process. In fact, the word um, salvation is soteria in Greek, and it's the same word that is actually used in the Bible for healing. So, so when you uh, read of, of the word salvation in the New Testament, and you read that Jesus healed somebody, you're actually often seeing the same word, which basically means that that salvation is both a saving, but it's also a healing. In fact, even the English word salvation, the, the etymology, so the, the origins of the word salvation actually comes from the Latin word salve, S-A-L-V-E, salve, uh, referring to an ointment that you put on to a wound. The, the point I'm trying to make is that salvation is an event and it's a process. You are saved, in other words, you are rescued from death, but you are also invited to experience life as we become more healed, more whole, and as we can live out the purpose that God has for us. I believe that uh, our response to the invitation of the resurrection is, is very simple. We love God, we love people, and we commit our lives to, to trying to make a difference. We constantly try and respond to God's promptings and, and opportunities to make a difference. Just very quickly, taking a look at, at how we love God. Uh, Romans 5 verse 11 um, gives us this incredible picture of how we can now rejoice in our wonderful new relationship because our Lord Jesus Christ has made us friends of God. We can now enjoy a wonderful new relationship with God because our Lord Jesus Christ has made us friends of God. Again, salvation is not just being rescued from death. It's not just escaping death. It is experiencing life and we cannot experience this life. If you don't want God you won't want heaven, <laughs> you, won't, you won't want to respond to the invitation. Uh, it is our prayer, it is our hope that you would follow a way and, and create space where you can slow down enough to look at God looking at you with love. Christianity is not just a religion of do's and don'ts. It's not just boxes that we tick first and foremost. It is an invitation to a relationship with God. And I don't know what you've been told by other Christians or, or the impressions you've gotten, <laughs> probably mostly from media. But one of the uh, great sort of pillars of Christianity is this relationship that we have with God. I can't encourage you enough to slow down long enough, regularly enough to look at God, looking at you with love. Come on, man. We are invited to love God <laughs> and to be loved by Him. That's what, that's what Easter has made available to us. That's what we remember and celebrate over Easter time. In God, in, in this relationship with God, as we love God, we find identity, security, and intimacy. We, we get to enjoy a personal relationship with God before anything else. Um, the, way, the way that we respond the way that we pursue his will in other areas of our lives is by first prioritizing loving him john 15 verse sorry 14 verse 15 says 
This is Jesus speaking. He says that if you love me, you'll keep my commandments. If you love me, you'll keep my commandments. Jesus was saying, like, you're not going to come to the Father by keeping all the commandments. He, he changed the emphasis. He put the emphasis onto the first part of the comment. He's like, if you love me, you'll obey my commandments. Just fall in love with Jesus. And the way we do that is by slowing down long enough, regularly enough, to look at God, looking at us with love. Uh, we encourage people with uh, this acrostic where in your time with God, so as you create space, it could be 10 minutes a day, 15 minutes a day, an hour a day, five to 10 minutes, two, three times a day if you want to, but use, use these principles of pausing. So it's the acrostic prayer. Just pause, slow down, just slow down for a few moments. Allow yourself to get present with God. I can't encourage you enough to reflect on scripture. Try and make it a daily habit where you, where you don't just read through stacks, but where you reflect on scripture. Ask God whatever you need to ask him. He's your good father. We're invited to pray. We're invited to talk to him, to be honest with him, to ask him. And why is for yield. In other words, we surrender. We, we, we want to get ourselves onto his agenda. We're not trying to get him onto our agenda. And by the way, again, <clears throat> if you've been with us the last few weeks, we've been reminding everybody that we're going to be running Alpha online starting this Tuesday evening, same platform that you're watching us on right now at 7 p.m. And Alpha is especially for people that have questions about Christianity. So this is for explorers, beginners, and returners. We respond to the invitation of the resurrection by loving God. It's a relationship with God first. But then we also love people. We, we can't love God and not be moved to loving people. And there's so much that I could say about this, but right now I just I felt even in my preparation just to emphasize to, to love the ones you're with. In other words, the people that you're stuck in a house with right now, maybe it's housemates, maybe it's a family, uh, maybe it's family members, um, or maybe you're doing this alone, you're living by yourself, um, or maybe you're living, I don't know if some people that are living with 11 people in a small home, whatever your circumstances, if you're living by yourself, it, it could be through your connections with friends, with colleagues, as you're having meetings online. I can't encourage you enough to, to daily, let it be a daily response to the invitation of the resurrection. God, today, please show me how can I love people? How can I love the people that you've entrusted to me? How can I love the people that you've brought into my life, people where I have a, any kind of influence. And that is through patience, through kindness. Perhaps if you're locked up with a lot of people, there's a lot of forgiveness <laughs> taking place. Uh, we can love people by praying for them. I love how when I start praying for people, often I'll have a prompting to contact that person and to, or just even just send them a message, letting them know uh, that I'm praying for them. There are different ways for us to love people. You cannot love God and not love people. You can love people without loving God, but you cannot love God and not love people. And just by the way, we're also going to be uh, broadcasting a marriage uh, series next week. So please stay tuned to our social media. We'll explain to you how to get, on, get a hold of that, but it'll be on Thursdays starting this coming week. And then next Sunday, next weekend, we're actually going to be kicking off a relationship series. Uh, we imagine that during this time, people can, uh, can do with all the help we can get in working on relationships. And then lastly, 
We respond to the invitation by making a difference. We care about the things that God cares about. We, we see people through God's eyes. We see the world through God's eyes. We are moved with compassion. Again, we can't love God and not love those around us and love those that are different to us and love the world around us. We want to make a difference. Going back for a moment to Ephesians 2 verse 10, I want to remind you that we are God's masterpiece. He created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the good things He planned for us long ago. You might feel like, like you're limited in what you can do during the season. All I can ask you to do and encourage you to do is daily, daily to just keep asking God or to keep praying. Your kingdom come, your will be done. Your kingdom come, your will be done. God, how can I serve you today? How can I be a blessing today? How can I make a difference today? And I believe that if we will keep obeying those small promptings and those small opportunities, I think you'll be amazed at the destiny that unfolds before you and the legacy that you can leave for others. I love um, this quote by Andy Stanley where he says that it is obedience to the known will of God that paves the way to the unknown will of God. In other words, if you want to know God's will for your life, hey, just be obedient to God's will today. How can you be a blessing today? Uh, Again, it's our prayer, you've, if you've been around for a while, you've heard me say this before, but it is our prayer that we would love God and love people and make a difference to the point that you can actually put your head onto your pillow at night and actually say, I was made for this. I never knew it could be like this. I was made for this. I, I think I'm walking in my gifting. I think I'm walking in my purpose, in, in my destiny. I think, I think this is who God made me to be. And let me tell you something, that's a great place to be. That is an adventure. That's not boring. That's not mundane. That's not just surviving. That is an incredible adventure that the resurrection invites us to enjoy. And uh, one of the other ways that we uh, try and help people to kind of put these pieces together is through something called the growth track. Normally people would attend this on a Sunday. It's a three-week a short little course that helps you just to discover God's plan for the church and how we fit in with that and, and the gifts and the talents and the personality that He's given us. Um, obviously, we can't meet right now, but we are looking at uh, video recording, growth track, and putting it online. So again, just stay connected to social media. And a last example, again, I think during this season, a few people have asked us um, you know, about ways that they can contribute or, or help in the community during this crisis. Um, all I can tell you is that the goalposts are moving every week, sometimes every day. So we are constantly checking in with, um, with the, the families and the groups that we've been connected to and serving in our community through our feeding uh, program at Woodbridge Primary, through uh, strengthening families, through ISDEMA. Um, and so we are at the moment providing food where we can. We are, in some cases, we're even giving people data so they can stay connected. Um, we're also connected to other churches, trying to see how and, and where we can contribute towards uh, needs with members in their church. We're taking care of the needs that we're aware of in our own church. Um, and there are other MPOs that we're connected to as well. So, so all, all I would encourage you to do, if you want to contribute at this time, again, maybe just saying, God, what can I do? Where can I give? Um, our encouragement to you is if you want to put anything into the church bank account, just reference it very clearly, COVID-19. Reference it clearly and 
honestly, on a daily and weekly basis, we are trying to assess where the priorities are and we are trying to steward the resources that we have as best as possible. Um, again, just uh, this statement probably sums up best uh, what I would love for people that, that we connect to and that God entrusts to us. And, and if we can serve you well, if we can lead you well, we would love for you to get to a point in your life where referring to your relationship with God and, and living out His purposes, that you can honestly say, I never knew it could be like this. I never knew it could be this. I never knew it could be this good. I never knew it could, could be this fulfilling. I never knew it could be like this. Can you imagine if more and more people, day in and day out, were constantly not trying to repay, but respond to the incredible price that Jesus paid for us? Can you imagine if every day we, we are trying to respond, not out of guilt, but, but out of gratitude to the the invitations that the resurrection of Jesus makes available to us daily. My, my encouragement to you is to go all in. Go all in. Don't, don't like just dip your toe in the water. When it comes to your relationship with God, go all in. Surrender all. If we encourage you to read your Bible, read your Bible. If we encourage you to pray, pray. If we encourage you to try Alpha, try Alpha. Or if you're married, and we recommend the marriage course. I'm just saying, go all in. I don't think that you'll ever know how good God is until you go all in. We've often said to people, just give us 12 months. Just, 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 just follow the principles. Try your best, and you're going to make mistakes and fail, but try your best to do what we recommend, what we encourage you to do. I, I cannot, I do not believe that after a year of spending time with God daily, getting into a group where you can connect relationally or, or joining a team where you can serve a purpose. I, can, I do not believe that you can go all in and 12 months later be the same. I want to end off with the scripture that we started off with. This resurrection life you receive from God is not a timid, grave-tending life. It is adventurously expectant. Greeting God with a childlike What's next, Papa? You see, when we respond to the resurrection, we then come into a relationship where we respond to God as our Heavenly Father. Or, or in today's uh, colloquial terms, we, we would call Him our Dad. You're our Dad. You're our good, good Father. And that's my invitation to you. That's my challenge to you to say yes to Jesus, to, to thank Him for the forgiveness that was purchased for us over Easter time 2,000 years ago and to choose to follow Him. In a moment, I'm going to uh, invite you to pray with me. And if you agree with the words, then even just in your own mind, where, where you're sitting right now, or maybe you're lying in bed, uh, why don't you take a moment to respond to God and to, and to maybe echo these words. Come on, if you're comfortable, close your eyes and pray with me. Jesus, thank you. Thank you for what Easter represents. Thank you for ultimately paying a price that I could never pay. Thank you that you purchased forgiveness for me, that, 
that I don't only get to appreciate once, but daily, God, I get to live and walk in the forgiveness that Jesus purchased for me. Please help me to follow the Father. Help me to, to surrender to you as the Lord, the leader of my life. God, please, would you help us to love you, to love people, and to make a difference. God, I pray that daily you would help us to give you the time and to give you the space where we can look at you, looking at us with love, and where we can pray, your kingdom come, your will be done. Please keep showing us what love looks like. Keep showing us what obedience looks like. I pray that you'd help us to walk in the plan that you have for us, that we would fulfill the destiny that you have for us and that we would leave the legacy that you want us to leave. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. What a great Easter message. If you are wanting to respond to that prayer, we would really love to pray with you. Um, we have some hosts waiting, ready to pray with you right now. Just click on request prayer and a host will connect with you. If you're visiting us for the first time today, welcome. We are so glad you joined. We'd love to connect with you. Go to the menu item, connect with us, and you can fill in your details and we'll just send you a short email giving you some next steps in your journey with God. If you are part of the family at View Church, you can still give your tithes and your offerings. We have an EFT option or a SnapScan option. And just remember, if you're wanting to give over and above to the COVID-19 relief, you can just reference it COVID-19. Thank you for joining us today. We hope you have an incredible Easter with your family, whether in person or virtually. Enjoy the day and don't forget about Alpha starting on Tuesday. Invite somebody to join. Have a great day, everyone.